Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. And all of your love, that's love. Oh God, that's love. Just this one part. But that's not how the story is. Three days late, he rose again. That's love. Yeah. That's love. We thank you for your love, Jesus. Just take a moment right there and think about how he's loved you. Think about what he's been in your life. And just let the gratefulness flow from you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. That's love. We lift your name, Jesus. We lift your name. Hallelujah. Thank you for your love. Oh. Thank you for your love. Hallelujah. Thank you for your love. Is there anybody that can't feel the love of Christ right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know you've done it once, but would you help me once again to appreciate the music ministry? Tabernacle of Praise Church. And give yourselves a hand, if you will, for helping to create the right kind of atmosphere so that we all feel like coming into the house of, of God and feeling like we have a place that we might worship and magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. I, uh, I solicit your prayers. I'm emotionally spent. For the Spirit of the Lord is here in such a powerful way. And so I certainly ask for your prayers. I'd like to direct your attention to the Word of the Lord. Amen. We praise God for all the things that our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, our hearts have received to this point. Amen. But there's still the element of preaching the gospel of which I have the responsibility and so I solicit your prayers. If I could direct your attention to the book of St. Mark, the 15th chapter and the 16th verse. Mark chapter 15 verse 16 and if you would just follow me down through about the verse 29 I'll read a lot of it so that I don't have to preach it all. When you have it, say amen. And the soldiers led him away into the hall called the Praetorium. And they called together the whole band. And they clothed him with purple and plaited a crown of thorns. Some other passages say scarlet. And put it about his head. 
and began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him on the head with the reed and did spit upon him. And bowing their knees, worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple from him and put his own clothes on him and led him out to crucify him. And they compelled one Simon, a Cyrenian, who passed by coming out of the country, the follower of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. And they bring him into the place Golgotha, which is interpreted the place of a skull. And they gave him to drink wine mingled with myrrh, but he received it not. And when they had crucified him, they parted his garments, casting lots upon them, what every man should take. And it was the third hour, and they crucified him. And the superscription of the accusation was written over the king of the Jews. And with him they crucified two thieves, one on his right, the other on his left. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And they that passed by railed on him, wagging their heads and saying, Oh, thou art destroyeth, thou that destroyeth the temple and build it in three days. Save thyself and come down from the cross. The word of the Lord is blessed. We're going to pray momentarily. Would you turn to someone in your most definitive voice and say to them, what was done on the cross was done for you. What was done on the cross, not for him, it was done for you. Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, we come thanking you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this day. What a glorious day. Thank you, Lord, that we have a mind to gather ourselves together to celebrate. God, your resurrection, your demonstration of power. God, you bring into fulfillment the prophecy of which you had spoken and told, oh God, those that would hear even the high priest and the governor, that after three days, you'd arise again. God, we th we're thankful because when you rose, hallelujah, we rose with you into new life and we thank you Lord Jesus for the life that we now live we owe it all to you thank you Lord for your love hallelujah and your sacrifice hallelujah thank you Jesus hallelujah sometimes it causes us to tremble just to know God the magnitude of your love toward your people and so we give you praise and we give you glory and honor now. In the name of Jesus, we pray, God, that your word would go forth with clarity and power. That even others, oh God, might be convicted and come crying, what must I do to be saved? In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. 
Most of us are familiar with the passage, John 3, 16, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then John picks it up again in chapter 15, verse 13, I believe. It says, greater love has no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. But Romans 5.10 declares that when we were yet enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved because of his life. And so as we come together on this morning, on such a glorious occasion, a Sunday morning, full of excitement and joy and and a celebratory atmosphere of which we are able to congregate in as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's virtually impossible to focus on the victory associated with this day without reflecting on how much pain, struggle, conflict, persecution that led up to this very moment that we enjoy. It's very difficult for us to imagine, especially in a day and time in which we live in right now, how much it must have cost Jesus, how much he had to sacrifice when the scripture says that he left his lofty throne in glory, his abode in heaven, the place where the atmosphere is filled with praise and worship continuously. The habitation, the atmosphere is so conducive for him to dwell in. The angels are at his disposal ready to do whatever it is that he would ask or, or command for them to do. And to consider, hallelujah, how much he gave up to come here. The Bible says he came down through 42 generations. And in the process of coming down through 42 generations, he gave up being omnipotent. He gave up being omnipresent to be born in a lowly manger. To come into a world that was cursed with sin and hatred and indifference and all kinds of ungodly lifestyles. And he didn't have to do that for himself because he was already saved. But he did that for you and for me. God allowed Jesus to grow up in the midst of, of the accusing eyes of men and women who knew that Mary had conceived him before she was married to Joseph. And he was challenged all the days of his ministry by the religious potentates of that day who did not believe that he was born of the Holy Ghost, that his real daddy was God, Jehovah, but rather he was the result of fornication. After finally gaining some degree of notoriety as an evangelist in that particular area, he tried to go home 
and attempted to minister there at home. But he was hampered by the unbelief that was in his city because people, even though you, you are changed, even though God has changed your life and has established you, you, you go some places and all they can remember is where you used to be. What you used to do. And the scripture bears this out by saying a prophet is not without honor save in his own land. And one, one might, might, might understand and know that, that you have the ability, amen, to gain friends and gain respect in, 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 in most places except when you go home because everybody knows you. Jesus finally gets to the point to where he's ready to launch his ministry a little bit farther. And so he chooses 12 disciples to follow him and minister with him. He anoints them with power to cast out unclean spirits and gives them authority over demonic forces. And one of the disciples by the name of Judas Iscariot allowed Satan to fill his heart with deception and he ended up selling Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. There is no way that we can adequately describe the agony that Jesus must have suffered during his, pre, uh, his brief 33 years down here on earth. Finally, on the night that he was betrayed, he had communion with the disciples and after they had supped, the Bible says, they sang a hymn and they went out to the Mount of Olives. And the Bible says that when Jesus came to the place called Gethsemane, that he began to be sorrowful and very heavy. He asked Peter, James, and John if they would watch out for him as he went to pray regarding the, the, the situation and the suffering that he was going to have to endure and undergo in a very short period of time. And so Jesus begins to pray, hallelujah, and ask the Father. And he asks him more than one time. He says, if it be possible, if it's possible, glory to God, hallelujah, let this cup pass from me. And, and that just goes to show you that no matter how many of us may claim to be saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost and that with a mighty burning fire, hallelujah, because we are in the flesh, glory to God, even Jesus, because he was in the flesh, vacillated back and forth between spirituality and humanity. And if we went around and, and polled everybody, we would unanimously find out that from time to time, your humanity kicks in at a bad time. The Bible commentary suggests that Jesus went into prayer and prayed so until he began to sweat so profusely that the sweat drops were, were big like blood. Finally, he says to the father, if this cup may not pass from me except that I drink it, thy will be done. It's hard to imagine how 
Jesus must have felt when he saw Judas being accompanied by a band of soldiers coming up to the Garden of Gethsemane. And the only way that the soldiers could identify which one was Jesus is that Judas had to kiss him. He was betrayed by a kiss. Have you ever been betrayed by someone that you thought loved you only to find out that they really didn't love you, they were just trying to use you for their benefit? And so Jesus is arrested. He's carried off in the middle of the night, hallelujah, to be examined by Caiaphas, the high priest, and a band of, 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 of priests. Glory to God. That was unlawful. It was unlawful for them to hold court at night. But how many know when, when your motives are not right, when you're trying to get rid of somebody, glory to God, that you don't like, you will, you will overstep some boundaries in order to do that. But because of the, the trumped up charges that Caiaphas accused Jesus of being guilty of and his inability, glory to God, as, as, uh, or their ability as Jews uh, to hand out any kind of punishment because they were under Roman rule, he had to go to Pontius Pilate and trump up the charges. And Jesus was, had to be examined by Pilate. Pilate, after speaking with Jesus, told the Jewish leaders, I've examined him and I find no fault in this man. About that time, Pilate's wife had sent word to him and told him that she had a dream. As a matter of fact, the dream troubled her and the dream uh, seemed like it, it was winding over and over. And she says in the message to him, uh, don't have anything to do with this innocent man. So Pilate tries to get out of it by uh, circumventing the situation. He tells Caiaphas and the Jewish leaders that he won't be guilty of shedding an innocent man's blood. What they have to do, glory to God, they'll have to do it without his real consent. And so he orders for them to bring him a basin of water so that he might wash his hands of the situation, indicating to everyone that whatever the decision is going to be made about Jesus Christ, that I have nothing to do with it. He said, the only thing that I am going to permit you to do is I am going to allow you to give him a good old-fashioned Roman beating. And so I need to probably explain to you what an old-fashioned Roman beating looked like. But I won't be guilty and I won't let you be guilty of putting this man to death. And I can't think of anyone who has been treated more harshly than Jesus. Just look at the physical abuse that he is suffering during this particular period of time on our behalf. Prior to standing before Pontius Pilate, who has sentenced him to be whipped on the whipping post, Jesus has spent the entire night standing before a Sanhedrin court that was improperly convened by Jewish leaders. Yeah. 
He was not only the victim of lies and ridicule, but during the, 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 the discovery during this particular time uh, of them uh, 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 questioning Jesus Christ, the Bible declares that they couldn't get the kind of answers that they wanted from him, so they began to spit on him. Uh, they had blindfolded him. Uh, would you imagine the preachers were punching him? And angrily spit on him, striking him, slapping him. And then it's believed that the guards, after the Sanhedrin got finished, the guards began to beat on him. As Jesus stood before Roman authorities, he was again mocked and taunted and accused of being an imposter. The soldiers twisted together. A crown of thorns and placed it on his head. His brow now is deeply punctured by the long thorn briars that were a part uh, of that crown of thorns. They put a scarlet robe on him. We read it in scripture. They says purple. There's another passage in Matthew that says that says scarlet. Uh, hallelujah. At any rate, uh, they put a robe on him and they put a staff in his hand uh, and they mocked him by bowing down before him and saying hail king of the Jews then they took the robe off of him put his clothes back on him took the staff that they gave him and started beating him with the staff then Pilate ordered him to be flogged the early historians assert that the scourging and the flogging was the most dreadful punishment that anyone could undergo Bits of lead and stone, some believe even metal, uh, made the whip a brutal, slashing instrument of terror, ripping a man's back and legs to shreds, occasionally even tearing out his flesh when they pulled the whip back. The Bible declares in Isaiah that he was a sheep that was led like a sheep to the slaughter. If Jesus had been beaten according to Jewish law, he would have been given 40 stripes, less one, 39. But according to the passage of scripture, the Roman beating was different. The Roman method of flogging was that they would beat a man until he could no longer stand. And then would continue to beat him until it looked like they had beat him within an inch of his life. So was the situation with Jesus. But, but I praise God uh, every time I look at it, every time I think about it and try to understand where he was. I praise God because he withstood it all. <laughs> Tell somebody he withstood it all. Not for any crime that he had done. Not for any sin that he had committed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I praise God that while they were whipping him, he had declared in his own mind that I can't die on the whipping post. Why can't you die on the whipping post? Uh, he said because the, the, the prophecy said, if I be lifted up uh, above the earth, uh, I'll draw all men to me. And so he wouldn't die on the whipping post. 
and often I say to myself, how could anyone that's that good be treated so badly? After they had beat him, within an inch of his life, they made him carry his own cross as they marched him through the rough streets. Hallelujah. I've been there before and it's narrow. It's not like our streets, 32 feet wide. Glory to God. It's just barely enough room for one vehicle to get in crowds or uh, uh, lined up on either side. And they are hailing insults at him. They are throwing food at him. Some are reaching out and hitting him while he's almost dead carrying a cross. And they are saying, Hail, thou, thou king of the Jews. Others are saying, Crucify him. The crucifixion was so horrible that some commentaries state that only slaves and the worst criminals and offenders who were not Romans were the only ones that would be executed in this fashion. And our minds and our senses cannot imagine the devastation of one's hands and feet as they're being nailed to the cross. And then having their bodies be suspended Hallelujah, practically naked before a whole crowd that all of their doing is gawking at him and, and gloating over the idea of whether or not he has enough strength as he struggles to gain every breath. Every moment hanging on the cross was excruciating, excruciatingly painful. But Jesus suffered the cruel, inhumane torture of the crucifixion for six agonizing hours just for you and me. One historian's letter suggests that Jesus' face and head was so swollen and disfigured that when Jesus' mother Mary was escorted to the crucifixion and looked up and saw the three crosses. She asked, which one is Jesus? Which one is my son? Because I don't recognize him. And I thought to myself that Jesus was not guilty of insurrection. Jesus was not guilty of being a murderer. Jesus was not guilty of being a robber or a thief or a liar or a cheat. He was only guilty of opening blinded eyes. He was only guilty, hallelujah, raising the dead. He was only guilty for unstopping deaf ears. He was only guilty of taking two fish and five loaves and feeding 5,000. And so I had to ask myself the question, the prophecy of Isaiah came to my mind and says in Isaiah 53, Elder says, who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? 
for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant as a root out of a dry ground who has no form nor comeliness and when we see him uh, there is no beauty uh, that we should desire him but he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes. Hallelujah. With his stripes, I'm healed. Hallelujah. I'm healed. Glory to God. I'm healed of my sin. I'm healed of diseases. But one more thing is Jesus is hanging on the cross, bearing in his body your sins and my sins and the sins of the entire world and all of our sicknesses and diseases, all of our mental illness, our dysfunctions, our proclivities, the worst suffering that he ever had to endure was when he looked up to heaven and heaven blacked out and the earth blacked out and just before heaven blacks out Jesus saw the father turn his back on him cause the father couldn't look and as a result we get the passage of scripture, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God had turned his back on Jesus because when he looked down to the cross, he didn't see Jesus. When he looked down on the cross, uh, hallelujah, all he saw was your sins and my sins. Hallelujah, Jesus just covered with your dysfunctions and, and my dysfunctions. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, God saw drug addiction, God saw alcohol abuse, God saw spousal abuse and, and sin issues and, and perversions and cancer and high blood pressure and diabetes. God saw all of our sins and all of our diseases hanging on Jesus and when he saw him covered, with our sins, he had to turn his back. But Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Jesus. In spite of being forsaken, decided if I have to do this alone, hallelujah, just for you, hallelujah, I'm willing to do it, just for you, I'm going to hang out here all by myself. 
Isaiah 63 and 1 says, let us know when, Gloria, let us know when, when to ask the question, uh, who is this coming uh, from Edom, uh, from Bozrah, uh, with crimson stains on his garments? Uh, who is this uh, robed in splendor, uh, striding forward uh, in the greatness of his strength? Uh, it is I, uh, it's Jesus, uh, speaking in righteousness, mighty to save. And then it slips down in that fifth verse. Glory to God. Bless my soul. Uh, hallelujah. And he says, I looked and there was none beside me to help me. And I wondered if there was going to be anybody there to uphold me. And there was none. Therefore, my own arm has brought salvation unto me uh, and my fury has withheld me. Somebody shout, Jesus did it by himself. Somebody else say he did it for me all by himself. And so at some point, Jesus realizes that he had to give up the spirit. Because as long as he's got the spirit on the inside of him, he can't die. And so the scripture says, Father, into, my, into your hands I commend my spirit. And God received his spirit. Hallelujah. And Jesus died out there on Calvary. Hallelujah. He died. Hallelujah. Until the sun refused to shine. He died until there was an earthquake. He died until the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom. He died until the centurion soldier said we made a mistake for surely. This is the son of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, the Bible said that they took his body down from the cross. Hallelujah, glory to God. And they buried it in Joseph's new tomb. But some way I believe, uh, glory to God, Brother Jordan, that, 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 jo that Joseph knew that he only needed to borrow it for the weekend. And that he wasn't going to leave it all messed up like most of us do when we leave the hotel. that he would just need it for a few days and while his body was in repose for a few days glory to God and slept Jesus' spirit went down into the recesses of hell let me use my imagination right in here hallelujah when he got down there it was probably all gated and everything hallelujah he banged on the gate hallelujah and they say who is it they said it's the king of glory glory the Lord strong and mighty the Lord mighty in battle you've got my people on the inside I'm telling them to lift up your heads oh ye gates and be lifted up
King of Glory is coming in. Hallelujah. 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 God told Jesus, if you go down there, hallelujah, the devil's got the keys. And so Jesus said, no problem. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's been appointed to me. I did this before the foundation of the world. He went down to Satan, took the keys. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Led captivity captive. Preached a three-day revival. Glory to God. Hallelujah. On Friday and on Saturday. Glory to God. It might have been on Thursday too. I don't have time to go into that, that, that deal because it'll mess up most of you guys' philosophy. But when Jesus left hell, hallelujah, glory to God, he took the keys with him. Hallelujah, the keys that are that, 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 that over death, hell, and the grave. And the Bible said as it began to get early toward the first day of the week. Before... Before the angel got there to roll away the stone, Jesus was already up. Jesus was already out. They just rolled the stone away so the women could see he wasn't there. But I could see him now as he was folding up his stuff because he took the time to be neat. He got back. Hallelujah, and laughed and said, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Hallelujah, when he rose, he conquered death, hell, and the grave. That's why we're celebrating on today because we realize how much it took how much of a sacrifice hallelujah glory to God hallelujah bless the name of the Lord we're thanking God on today for every sacrifice that Jesus Christ made to get us to this point it wasn't easy hallelujah but we praise God that he did it somebody give God a praise on this morning the reason that's the reason that the songwriter could say when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me he hasn't done everything that I'd like for him to do but when I think about all that he has done my soul cries out hallelujah sinking deep 
in sin, far from the peaceful shores, very deeply stained within, seeking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters he lifted me. Now saved. Now safe. Now saved. Now safe. Now saved. Now safe. Am I? We're standing all over the building. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We're going to pray. We're certainly going to give folk an opportunity to receive the Lord Jesus. But the music ministry has done such a wonderful job. Would you guys just help me with one hymn? Y'all done some. At the cross, at the cross. Where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart might be someone in our audience that doesn't know the Lord as their Savior you don't we don't want you to leave here the same way that you came it's not hard the way of the transgressor is hard but the road to salvation is easy Romans 10 and 9 says, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
And so we want to give you an opportunity, amen, to enjoy some of the same enjoyments that we have, to be secured knowing that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, knowing that you have gained the favor of Jesus Christ, because now his face is turned toward you. And wherever his face is directed, I need to let you know his favor flows. That's why we try to stay in his face. Would that you'd bow your heads with me and just repeat this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent of my ways. Wash me in your blood and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross just for me and that you were buried and God the Father raised you from the dead on the third day. And right now, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart to receive you into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. And I thank you now. If you've accepted that, would you put your hands together? Hallelujah. The Lord sees you. Hallelujah. We're believing that you should join yourself with a spirit-filled, Bible-based church. We just believe that God's going to take you farther than you ever dreamed possible. Would you just bow your heads once again? I certainly want to pray the blessing over this service on today. Gracious Father, we come with thanksgiving. Lord, on today, thanking you, God, for all that our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, our hearts have received. Thank you for the ministry of Tabernacle of Praise Church, oh God, in all of its facets. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for, oh God, those that have the responsibility of welcoming people into the sanctuary, seating them, serving them, oh God. We thank you right now, oh God, and we commit to you this day, hallelujah, our praise, our adoration, our worship. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit, oh God, that has encompassed this place on today. God, we pray, oh God, that that same spirit would go with each and every one, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God to their places of abode. Those that have been watching by way of, of media, oh God, we pray that the spirit of God would move through the airways into their homes. Establish your covenant with each and every one. Hallelujah. So many might be saved alive. God will be careful to give your name the glory all of the honor, all of the praise. We pray even now, God, for healing in the name of Jesus. We pray, oh God, that you would come in like a rushing mighty wind, oh God. Hallelujah. And alleviate the suffering. That's what you do. That's why you came in the name of Jesus. So that the world might know that you're a God that loves us. You're a God that not only that can save, but you're a God that can deliver, that can bless, and that can heal. In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, help me to praise the Lord once more. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.